We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner Impossible. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Draft Show. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? It is finally here. It is NFL Draft Week, the NFL watching world. And, and everybody uh, who is going to watch the NFL Draft is going to get a giant commercial uh, for Kansas City. Cannot wait to show <laughs> off the city to to everybody else. And also cannot wait to check in with our guy, Matt Miller, from ESPN on today's episode of the KCSN Draft Show, presented by our friends at Miller Lite. Matt, let's get right into it because people have been listening to this episode. They're ready for the NFL Draft. Want to know the latest rumors, the latest buzz. I want to get your thoughts on this because it's kind of taken Chiefs Kingdom, Chiefs Twitter by storm over the past, say, 24 hours. Uh, Albert Breer uh, from Pro Football Talk and uh, Sports Illustrated had said or put out in his latest article that he is connecting Jameer Gibbs, the Alabama running back, to the Kansas City Chiefs in the first round. And I know you have takes on this. Let's Let's react to a couple of the things that people are talking about now, and then we'll get into the rest of the draft. But. How do you feel about the connection yeah. for Jameer Gibbs? Let me preface this by saying I have a ton of respect for Albert Breer. Uh, he does a fantastic job. And this is the hardest part of our job is connecting players and teams. Right? Hardest part. Um, however, I have a really hard time seeing that one, given the fact that this is a team that just had a seventh-round draft pick lead them to the Super Bowl at running back. <laughs> uh, that's where it's hard for me. Now, I love Jameer Gibbs, and he's very different than Isaiah Pacheco. He is a great receiver out of the backfield when Alabama came back to beat Texas uh it was all Bryce Young throwing to Jameer Gibbs he didn't throw to a wide receiver went to a tight end like once it was all angle routes Jameer Gibbs it was Jameer Gibbs uh we're gonna put you in motion boom we're throwing screens we're throwing down the field to him I mean he's he is a great receiver and as you and I've talked about we both feel there's a need for a good receiver back if Jarek McKinnon is not going to be on this team in 2023 I just don't think Brett Veach can spend another first-round pick on a running back after what happened with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And these are different players, and Veach yeah. has more uh, more like capital built up to do whatever he wants. I just I can't see that. In, in I would love Jameer Gibbs for that team, not at 31, and I think you can find a player, draft Taiji Spears from Tulane in the third round if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, looking at his numbers, he transferred from Georgia Tech, just played the one year 
um, at Alabama, but had 151 carries, 926 yards, averaged over six yards uh, per rush, and then had 444 yards, uh, averaging over 10 yards per catch out of the backfield with three touchdowns, was a third-team All-American. And and I agree completely with you. This is a conversation you and I have had uh, a few weeks ago. It was more centered around Deuce Vaughn, um, and not necessarily him just as a player, but at what value do you place a third-down running back? Uh, and not necessarily the backup running back, but a third down running back. And that might confuse some people. Those could be two different skill sets, two different positions. Your backup running back might fit more the skill set, the size, the speed of your starter. So like a Clyde edwards Lair and Isaiah Pacheco, or your third down back is more shifty, more of a guy that can be a weapon out of the backfield, which is where I had placed Deuce Vaughn saying, I, I could see him being valuable in this role, but how much value do you place on a third down running back when talking resources for the NFL draft and the number of snaps at best that player is going to play, whether it's 10, 15 snaps a game, depending upon the special teams value. That's where I kind of placed, you mentioned third round. I was saying fourth round, at least in context of Deuce Fawn, that's the round in which I would take a third down back. Who's going to get that kind of snaps, that kind of playing time. Uh, right. But I like what you exactly. said about it just, luxury pick and and in some ways that was a luxury pick in the fourth round maybe it was the context right of deuce Vaughn and his size when you have but the usage of that guy that's have, just that's a tough pill to swallow right when you have legitimate needs at right tackle defensive end uh wide receiver looking for a tight end of the future i think you could still add in the secondary even though they obviously hit on a ton of picks there last year and spent four picks last year on secondary players Running back would be such a luxury pick, BG. Even with 10 picks in this draft, gosh dang. If they do that in the first round, I you know how highly I think of Brett Beach and Berganzi yeah. and that whole crew. I will be that dude who's like, this is a dumb pick if that's who they take. And I'm <laughs> sorry to Chiefs fans because I love you guys and I love Jameer Gibbs. That would be a dumb pick. Yeah, he could go out and absolutely crush it. Like what we've seen from Jarek McKinnon. They're basically looking for a younger Jarek McKinnon. You get somebody that can make that kind of an impact at the times that he did it. And you look at the box score at the end of the season, and granted, he was very good. Uh, it doesn't scream first-round pick, but the times in which Jarek McKinnon went out there and made plays. And if it ends up being, I'm not going to like the pick, but when they step out there on offense and Jameer Gibbs runs out there in a third-down situation, we're going to be more dangerous than we would in others. Yeah. just don't know if that's necessarily the time to do it. But, you know, Matt, one of the other things that kind of leads us into the other piece of news. That's, you got me fired up now. Yeah, that's, that's it's a good way to start the episode, get you all yeah. hot bothered. But, you know, I think the Chiefs are in a really good spot. And this has been kind of discussed in different contexts. We've been talking about the draft, it seems like, for six months now. It's literally been like six weeks that we've really leaned into mostly only draft talk here at KCSN. But whatever happens at the top of the draft, the first 20 picks of the draft, whether it's a run on receivers tackles edge rushers whatever it is it's going to push down some top talent that a lot of people didn't expect to be there and you mentioned yep. like defensive back and that's the one that i would go back to where if the, all the if the top five tackles are gone the ones that we've all taught the skaronsky the paris johnson the darnell right the uh, anton harrison those guys are gone and broderick jones the other one if all five of those guys are gone and all the receivers are gone it means that a corner a safety, somebody fell to you that you didn't expect. And I don't expect the Chiefs to necessarily go out and target a cornerback because of what we saw in the draft last year. They've got Legereus Need. But if like a top cornerback falls and is sitting there for you that you didn't expect to be there, go ahead and take him. 
It's not that you necessarily look at corner as this huge need, but then the flexibility allows you, what do you do with Legereus need? Like the value isn't just the player that you got that fell to you that you didn't think was going to be available. It's also the 15, 16 million dollars a year that you might be paying him or whatever the contract would look like for Legereus need. You get to spend that somewhere else. One of the other positions, and this is probably a terrible transition, but one of the other positions, and because you and I respect Peter King so much and a legend, the GOAT, uh, when it comes to NFL coverage, his latest mock has got some Chiefs fans talking because he has Osiris Torrance, the offensive guard oh. from Florida with the Chiefs number 31 pick. And if this is a pick to get a top guard when Joe Tooney leaves after this year, there's a trade for Joe. There could be a million other reasons that something is going on here uh, if that's the pick. And, and Peter King's obviously plugged in at some level. I don't know how much of his plugged inness goes to these mock drafts. Uh, using his equity to ask coach questions for things like that. But yeah. what would be your reaction? Because based on social media, the reaction from Chiefs fans isn't great. I would be shocked. Like, I mean, floored shocked. Um, I'd, I haven't read Peter King's mock draft. And I I would not be where I am in my career without Peter King's help. Uh, he put me on a panel in 2013 in Indianapolis and sat me between uh, Adam Schefter and Pat McAfee. And like it, it seriously, like it changed my career. So I, I love Peter. He's a mentor. He's great. I would be shocked if I don't think Torrance is a first round pick. I'll start there. I think that, you know, he's a one year guy at Florida. He was at Louisiana before that. He's really good. But, you know, I think there's some body type concerns. He's like 333 pounds. It shows up at times, you know, he gets gassed easy. He is not this mobile blocker. Um, he's honestly a lot like Trey Smith, uh, but I think Trey was better conditioned coming out of Tennessee. I, so that for me, and maybe there is something there with the Joe Tooney stuff that that is worth thinking about. Joe's getting a little bit older, you know. Maybe it's the contract you're gonna have to get cheap somewhere. I think there are other guards that would fit better. Uh, Steve Avila from TCU being the primary one that I think would be a better fit. This is not a great interior offensive line class. So if the Chiefs have identified and said, "Hey, we got to get," We got to come out of here with a guard. That yeah. tough, tough year to do it. I think you're better off using two of those ten picks on day three for guys whose traits you like, and say, okay, we'll coach up these day three guys who have traits, as opposed to spending first round capital on a player who is, yes, NFL ready, not a great scheme fit at left guard, in my opinion, and then also you're basically redshirting a guy. Yeah, because he's not going to play right tackle. So if people are listening to this, they go, well, he'll play right tackle. No, he won't. That is, it's not, he's never done it. So um, no. it's a, those, that's a weird pick. And I, I love Peter. So I wonder what he's heard that I have it, you know, I, or if he's heard that like, hey, Torrance is going to go first round. Let's just try to get him in there somewhere because you want, you want as many of the 31 players as you can get your mock drafts. You can go, you know, say I got 25 or 31 players. I don't know if it's that. That pick would surprise me more than Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs, you can at least look at it and be like, yeah, he'd be fun there. He'd be really fun there. It hasn't redshirting a guard. It hasn't been a great 24 hours as far as rumors that are coming out. We we tell everybody, do not believe anything that you hear the week before the draft. And here we are asking you what you're hearing a week before Less the draft. We talk through these things. Lessons from me. But yeah, you exactly. You get Chiefs fans riled up about a third down running back and talk about value. And yeah, a redshirt left guard um, who you don't pro- project as a first round pick. Not a great scheme fit uh, right there. Not that it's not important, 
but I trust that Andy Reid and Brett Veach could find a player to step in at left guard and not use that kind of resource and that kind of value in a first round pick on a player who won't even play uh, this next season. Um, should put this out there because uh, our guys at Three Maw, which is the K State channel, and if you're listening to this and whether it's K State, KU, or Mizzou, make sure to check out uh, you know our other channels. We've got coverage, we've got podcasts covering all those different things. But the Three Maw guys actually spoke with Deuce Vaughn. And I'm happy to report that Deuce Vaughn uh, told them he spent two hours talking to the Kansas City Chiefs after their local pro day. So that's not nothing. That's a short conversation if they're saying you're too small, you can't block. So for for those out there that said he's not an NFL player, which I know is one extreme, um, seems like a lot of time to spend with a player that you're not interested in at some level. It is a lot of time. It's normal to spend time. You know, it's normal to make the, the, hey, like, let's get your phone number. Where are you going to be draft weekend? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, that's a little different than that. That's a lot of time. That is a lot of time. He could have, and Bell, who knows? Maybe it just felt like two hours and it was, you know, eight minutes. I don't think yeah, that. Happens. that yeah. But uh, but he's going to be one of the orange state. Obviously, I'm biased. Um, I've never talked to him. I don't know him like that. Uh, but loved watching him as a player. And I think he's just going to be one of the more interesting prospects to follow uh, throughout draft weekend is beginning to Saturday uh, and see if a team takes takes a shot at him and, and figures out a way to create enough value based on the rest of their roster uh, to make a pick like that makes sense. And like I said, you and I discussed it before, but what value outside of you know the third down back reps uh, does he provide on special teams, if anything, as a returner or a gunner, right. anything like that. But uh, we're going to talk more with Matt Miller and talk about the latest rumors and different things that he is hearing, not just with the Chiefs, but across the NFL here on the KCSN Draft Show right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Kansas City, the NFL Draft is here. It is Draft Week in Kansas City, and what a time it is for our city. Just winning a Super Bowl thanks to Andy Reid and company and now hosting the NFL Draft. It's an incredible time to be in Kansas City and to be a Kansas City sports fan. And regardless of who you root for, there's only one selection that every football fan can share, and that's an ice-cold Miller Lite. Look, the players change, the coaches change, the rules change, but Miller Lite is still the perfect beer for draft time, game time, and everything in between. When I want a beer with some flavor, you know I go to the cooler and I reach for a Miller Lite. It's light on calories, not light on taste. It's a perfect beer for watching football, watching soccer, watching any Kansas City sports, and hanging out with the boys. It's my go-to. So kickoff comes around again. Enjoy the beer that tastes like the season, Miller Lite. Great taste, 96 calories. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com KCSN, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, welcome back to the KCSN Draft Show. I'm BJ Kissel. We're hanging out with ESPN's Matt Miller. You can find him on the desk on ESPN's coverage of the NFL Draft on Saturday. We're going to get the latest news and rumors across the NFL. We just spent the first segment of the show talking through some of the latest news about the Chiefs. Matt, what are you hearing? What's the latest, juiciest thing that you've heard regarding the draft? Because this is the time where things start to get a little nuts. Things start to get a little crazy. Yeah. Some of the rumors get out there and never know where they come from. What's the juiciest thing you've heard lately? Man, I think it. you guys will love this because you don't need a quarterback. It's all about the quarterbacks right now. And I think the Houston Texans at two is where this draft starts, BJ. And, and in the next three days, that might change. Um, I will say, I can remember, uh, I guess it was 2018. I was in New York to cover the draft for Bleacher Report. Everything I'd heard up to that point was, the Browns will take Sam Darnold number one overall. And I was literally at a dinner Wednesday night in New York uh, with a bunch of people from BR. And I got a phone call that I was like, I have to take. I walked outside on the sidewalk, answered the phone. The guy said, uh, the Browns are taking Baker Mayfield and hung up. And it was so, it, so I started, you know, start texting everybody you know. And it was the day before the draft. You know, a couple of years ago, we were in Detroit and, or, excuse me, in Cleveland. I was standing there with Adam Schefter off camera and I was like, hey, like, so the Niners can take Mac Jones, and he's like, I don't think so. He's like, I think that's, I think that's changed. And I'm like, man, okay, well, I'm gonna miss that pick in the mock draft. And it had changed. It had changed from Trey Lance to Mac Jones. So a lot of things will get firmed up in the next couple of days. But right now, it does not sound like the Houston Texans will draft a quarterback. Right now, it sounds like the Indianapolis Colts want Will Levis, and the AFC South is all eyes on the AFC South in these quarterbacks mm-hmm. because if the Texans don't take one at two. Do the Tennessee Titans trade up to get one? Uh, do we uh, see somebody take, do, do the Colts take Levis at four? Do they take Stroud at four? Like what goes on? So I think the AFC South and the quarterbacks are the, the two that I'm really looking at of what the hell is going to happen. Because like I even went back and I read my mock draft from last year just to just to see how bad it was basically. And there were so many times where it's like, Okay, well, I didn't get that player right, but I got the I got the position right. So you feel mm-hmm. good about that. This year, mm-mm, I don't feel good about it at all, man. It's just <laughs> there's so many wild cards. There's so many new people and positions of power. Like in Houston, I don't know if it's the owner making the pick. I don't know if it's right. the GM who's now on head coach number three or four. I don't know if it's the new head coach. Like Who's making that pick? So it makes it really hard to get good information. I, I thought it was really interesting that there for a while – maybe two or three weeks ago, it had seemed like C.J. Stroud was going to be the pick from the Panthers. There was a stretch there where it was just kind of like, this is the pick. And then all of a sudden, very quickly, it was like an about face. And all of a sudden, it was Bryce Young is the obvious pick. They're number one. And then it was right after that that Lance Zerline, um, who you and I both know, like very plugged in, does not just shoot from the hip 
a lot of this stuff very tied in with the Texans specifically came out and said the Texans are trying to trade out like they do not want to make a pick at two and that was right after it went to Bryce Young so I think some of that talk you tell me if I'm wrong was CJ Stroud Texans very happy that they get Bryce Young and then as soon as it became that the Panthers yes, wanted no, Bryce Young all of a sudden they're out which surprised me as somebody that we just kind of assumed that CJ Stroud was going to be the number one pick and I don't remember hearing a lot of criticism about that because of how people just seem to be split on Stroud and Young. I think coming out of the combine, CJ Stroud had I th- the best quarterback workout, passing, the best passing workout I've seen at the combine. Uh, Josh Allen's was up there. Josh's really, really good. Uh, but so when we left Indy, BJ, I think all the talk was CJ Stroud will go first. The Panthers, they did love him. Uh, they loved him in Indy. The interview was great. The workout was great. We have to remember, though, Bryce Young didn't work out at the Combine. All he did was come in, weigh 204 pounds, said, deuces, I'm out of here, right? <laughs> uh, so in between that time, you know, the Panthers got to watch. See, they got to watch Bryce Young work out. The owner and his wife took him to dinner the night before his pro day. And so, like, not only did they get to watch him work out, they got to spend time with him. And I, I do, I know for a fact that that, that matters, you know, that, that FaceTime you get with players matters. And so the pendulum swung back to Bryce Young. You are absolutely right. As soon as the prevailing wisdom went from CJ Stroud at one to Bryce Young at one, it was Houston's got to get out. Now, yeah, I don't know if that's because they don't like CJ Stroud. I don't know if that's because CJ Stroud's agent is David Mulligetta, who is also Deshaun Watson's agent. And I... I truly don't know if there's, you know, bad blood between, you know, the agency and the ownership because of Deshaun Watson forcing his way out. I don't know, but I, I do think something has happened to where the Texans, at least outwardly, are not comfortable with drafting a quarterback at two. Maybe it's maybe it's this simple, BJ. D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Slowick come from San Francisco. Bobby Slowick's the offensive coordinator. They just went to the NFC Championship game with Brock Purdy, a quarterback. So maybe he says... Hey, give me a shot with Davis Mills. This is a bad roster. Give me a shot with Davis Mills. We'll draft to improve the defense. We'll we'll get a receiver. Let's see what we can do with what we already have. It's and if it doesn't work, we'll take Caleb Williams next year. That's so say, it's that simple. I was gonna say that that's the the forty chess part of this that I feel like at least for for most, and I don't want to make it sound like it's, it's condescending anyway. It's not meant to come across like that. But so much of of fans and and a lot of draft analysts look in terms of who's available this year, what are the needs this year, whereas yeah. in, in talking with Brett Veach and the staff, they're so dialed in with what's the draft strength next year. Like, where are the pockets? What are the free agents? Who are the, the top free agents coming? How many wide receiver free agents are coming up? They have to take all of that information where it feels like, you know, everybody else is just kind of thinking this year. And that's why I wanted to ask you, off right. the top of your head, I know you haven't spent a ton of time studying these guys, but off the surface... Is next year's draft class with Caleb Williams, uh, the North Carolina kid, there, there's some dudes coming out next year. Is that a stronger class as you see it right now? Yeah. So for a team like the Texans, they're not thinking between the four quarter, four top quarterbacks this year. They're thinking maybe we take a defensive player, somebody else we could build the defense around. We're still going to struggle, give Davis Mills a chance. They go get one of the top quarterbacks because it's a better class next year anyway. I would say this about next year's class. Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy winner. People are already comparing him to Mahomes, so get ready for that, Chiefs fans. Drake May looks like the next coming of Justin Herbert, right? Marvin Harrison Jr. was the best receiver in college football last year. He was a sophomore, so he couldn't come out in the draft. 
Uh, Olu Fashanu, the left tackle from Penn State, would have been the top tackle drafted this year. He went back to school because he's only 20 years old. Uh, Jared Burst, Florida State defensive end, would be a top 15 pick. He went back to school. Brock Bowers is maybe the best tight end we've ever seen in college football. He wasn't eligible because he's a sophomore. So there's so many guys like that who dominated college football this past year and they weren't eligible. So they had to go back to school or because of NIL, guys like Fashano and Burst could be like, hey, I'm going to go make $3 million or whatever, play college Cooper, football, become Cooper a better BB. football player. Cooper yeah. BB, right? Stud. Cooper would have been absolute stud. Tucker's laughing over here. Stud. Hey, no, Cooper BB, I think, would have been a top 50 pick. Goes, he yeah. probably got a Miller Lite deal at, at K-State <laughs> or something. He's like free wings in Aggieville if he comes back. So, but wow. oh, like for real, there are a lot of those players. So I think next year, not to do a 2024 draft preview for you, but next year, as of now, looks stronger with the caveat that people can get hurt. Uh, people can fail to develop. You know, I'll, I remember watching Josh Rosen against Virginia, I think it was, as a freshman thinking, this is the next, this is the future at quarterback. And he never got better, you know, and so now he's on team like number seven in the NFL. All right, Matt, we're going to take one more quick break and we get back. We're going to ask you the the question that draft analysts hate the most, but it's it's a juicy one. And it's, you know, which player is getting projected by maybe some other of your counterparts across the league that you think may fall a little bit further uh, than some other people. We'll ask Matt that with a couple more questions and wrap this up right after this. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. Matt, we had an app. Did you know that? I did. I saw the tweet. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm a bad friend. I haven't downloaded it yet. Uh, my excuse, I'll just, you know, I'm going to do it right now. It, it, this was not pre-planned. This looks like a segment. Not pre-planned. I swear I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're doing that, I will give a quick plug and explain uh, our app and why we did it. So right now we have eight different audio channels at KC Sports Network. So if you're a Chiefs fan, you're listening to this. This goes in our Chiefs channel, our Chiefs bucket. You get all the Chiefs stuff. Uh, if you're a KU fan, you subscribe. There it is. For everybody watching on YouTube, you just saw them. Download the app. Live to tape. 
uh, on the show right here. But the whole idea was we've got six different YouTube channels. Uh, we've got eight different audio channels, everything from KUK State, Mizzou, Chiefs, Royals, soccer channel covering sporting and the current. This is great. Uh, we've got a sports betting channel. We've got a storytelling channel now. Make sure you go check out Marlia Campbell's series that she produced and hosted, uh, kind of the behind-the-scenes story of how the NFL draft came to Kansas City and that this thing started back in 2014, long before Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, those people in power in Kansas City – Kathy Nelson uh, deserves all the flowers in the world uh, for bringing the NFL draft to Kansas City, along with a handful of other people that Marley had a chance to interview with. But the whole point of the app was we have got eight a store. And we've got a store. Right. Check out our Charlie Hustle stuff. Wow. And you're, just, you're, you're helping me plug it here. But the whole idea is we have eight audio channels, and each of those audio channels has an Apple link, it has a Spotify link, it has a Google Play link, plus all of the YouTube links. There's so many links that we were trying to to promote to send people to. Whereas with the app, you can funnel all of the content to one place, one centralized location to tell Kansas City sports fans to go to. That way you're not getting bombarded with Mizzou stuff if you're a KU fan and vice versa. And so you download it. It's a free app. It doesn't collect any of your personal information. I'm not even asking for your email address. You can go to that and then you can always be up to date on whatever's going on with the Royals or the Chiefs. It's our YouTube channels, our audio links, everything's going through there. You can find information about our foundation. We've got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, being raffled off right now to raise money for Therese Paylor's uh, scholarship through the University of Missouri, through Power Mizzou and their Memorial Scholarship. Uh, make sure to check that out on our social channels, trying to raise more money than we did last year for for Therese's scholarship. But um, it's enough of the plugs of all the things that we have going on right now, Matt. And I gave you enough time uh, to A, download the app, but B, think yeah. of a player that I'd be mocked higher than you expect him to go at this point. If I'm putting you on the spot, which I am, who's yeah. that player? Anthony Richardson. And not because I think he should be drafted later than he is, but because I can't find the team that's going to come up and get him. And so when I look at the draft order, BJ, okay, let's take Bryce Young at Carolina. They're done, right? So if Houston doesn't go quarterback at two, Arizona's not going to go quarterback at three. Colts go quarterback at four. Then who? So unless we see a team... Seattle, Detroit, Las Vegas drafted quarterback of the future in the top 10. I don't, Anthony Rickson falls out of the top 10 pretty quickly. And Will Levis could as well in that scenario, right? So it's just going to become a thing of, I'm a, I like Anthony Richardson a lot. And I think in the right situation, he could become very, very good. But I was, as of now, it's finding that team. Who's going to come up and grab you? Because the sense is that Seattle and Detroit, Seattle was a playoff team. Detroit almost was a playoff team. And you have another first-round pick. So do you spend a five or a six on a quarterback that's not going to play this year um, that can eventually be your guide? There's certainly some logic there. Kansas City did it. It worked out really well for them. Uh, but that is not the sense I get. I get the sense that they're going to draft impact players that can help them win the division and that they can you know, try to backfill their roster and maybe grab a quarterback in the middle rounds that could be a developmental-type guy. So... Uh, it, Richardson would be the pick as of today, which is is unfortunate because he's a fantastic player with a lot of upside and a great person as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of a slip for him. It, I mean, glad you said that because it, it leads to an interesting question about Brett Veach and the Kansas City Chiefs and what kind of draft they're going to attack this as. We saw so much success last year with their rookie class. We talked about it a lot. I think it was the fourth most snaps played by rookie class across the NFL for a team that won't win yeah. on the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen. Yeah. It, 
it doesn't happen. And I've said this before, probably on this show, that everybody looks back at the Patriots dynasty and that stretch of success that they had. And so much of it has to do with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But it also yeah. has to do with the fact that they hit two drafts in a row. When I say they hit, they didn't hit like the Chiefs did last year. They just had four or five contributors drafted each year, not four or five starters and eight contributors right. that she's had last year with all those guys that stepped in and played right away and, and played well right away uh, from the moment. George Karloftis, Trent McDuffie, I know he got banged up earlier in there, but he came back. Jalen Watson making huge plays. Um, yeah. Many different dudes. Pacheco. Like Pacheco. All, yeah, you're going to run out of guys to talk about Sky Moore making plays towards the end of the season. Yeah. So he kind of figured it out. And Sky Moore is a punt returner, and Sky Moore is a receiver. Two different conversations uh, to have. But if you're Brett Veach and the Chiefs, are you trying to just get value, get guys who can step in and play kind of those secondary roles like the third down back that we called maybe a luxury pick if you take him in the top 100 that you might not normally do during any other time, but you feel like you can? Or from a, I'm not saying we're going to take Osiris Torrance in the first round, but you draft who you think could be one of the best guards in this draft a year before you expect him to play because long-term you feel like it's going to be more beneficial. From a strategy standpoint, philosophically, however you want to frame this up, would you go for more of the home run guys that could step in and make a big impact right away, even in smaller roles, or kind of that foundational piece of guys who might not really play until 2024, but the talent that you're willing to wait on because you don't need them to go right away? Yeah, that's tough. I I almost go towards the Lesky guys who could play right now because I don't the Chiefs Super Bowl window is not not going anywhere. But we have talked a lot about the fact that Travis Kelsey is getting older. Um you're you're gonna have some adjustments you have to make. Chris Jones, another player, two of your three best players are starting to get to the point of their career that you at least start thinking about, okay, well, what does this look like after after then, right? Yeah. Um, and I think we've seen that with the draft and with the free agency, you know, the way they've attacked that. So I go a little bit more toward, you know, Cincinnati and Buffalo aren't going anywhere either. So you want to like, you want to stay ahead of those guys. So I would lean more toward best player at a need at 31, which is why, you know, you, you have your horizontal board of, all right. Okay. We, we might have, you know, Jameer Gibbs is our, you know, number 20 overall player and he's probably going to be there, but. You got that horizontal board of, well, where would he slot in on our team? You know, okay, well, he's not taking Pacheco's job and Clyde's coming back. Where does he, you know, where do you have him graded versus him? So uh, I would lean more toward impact players, especially with 10 picks. I think that's the beauty of it. With 10 picks, you can do a little bit of both, you know, and and on day three, this team has had so much success on day three. I know we've talked a lot about, there are 10 roster spots on this team. There might be, there could be because they're so good at drafting on day three that you can start to think about, hey, let's get another safety or let's get a slot corner because we don't know what Sneed's going to ask for in free agency. So let's just be ready for that just in case. Worst case scenario, we've got another really good slot corner. So I I think you can, in round one and two, you can go for, let's get some like badass guys who can help us win another Super Bowl. And then rounds three through seven, you can start thinking about the future. All right, final question, Matt, that I want to ask you. And again, we are, we're hanging out with ESPN's Matt Miller and very appreciative of his time, uh, knowing that this is kind of his Super Bowl week uh, that you study for this all year long. So we appreciate it, man. Uh, on your latest mock draft, which came out last night, and we're recording this on Monday midday. I'm going to get this audio up as soon as we can. Uh, but last night, your first round mock or your final mock, I should say, came out. 
And you had the Chiefs taking wide receiver Jordan Addison out of USC, a uh, player that yeah. I know, at least from the draft guide, Matty Lane specifically absolutely loves this player in this fit. Uh, still make sure if you're listening to this, you go check out the rest of the first round to see how it played out for a player like Jordan Addison to become available at that point. But Matt, what is it that you love about Jordan Addison and that pick for the Chiefs? Sure-handed, uh, great route runner, can play inside or outside. A lot of people are going to look at his USC game and say, oh, he's, an, he's a slot receiver. He played outside of Pitt and was explosive. I mean, he was so dynamic in that scheme. So uh, I think he's versatile positionally. He's not very big. Yeah, that's the thing that comes up a lot. You know, 5'11", buck 75, he's not very big. He plays bigger, in my opinion. I've never seen his size be an issue. I actually think he's really physical for an undersized wideout. So um, as much as this team works, we're hopeful with the Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore take that next step in their development, their maturation at the position. I think Jordan Addison is the ideal quote-unquote possession receiver for a team like this because of his short area dominance and then what he does after the catch is really special. I love the fact that you know, this is really looking into it and really connecting, not connecting dots, but just kind of uh, making some assumptions. But I like the fact that you know, we've spent a lot of time, and I know Joseph Hefner does sports data analytics stuff for us on our newsletter, so make sure you check out our Substack. stack. Uh, but he broke down, you know, rookie wide receivers in Andy Reid's system. And I've talked about it a lot, that it takes these guys a while. It's a style of offense yeah. and a, an expectation and mentally what they put on these guys to be able to go out and execute this offense at the level they need to to do what they've done. Uh, since Andy Reid has arrived. That's a lot. And for a player like Jordan Addison to have all the success at Pitt and to go learn a new system with a new coach in one year, yep. and not that he put up the same kind of numbers, I think people probably expect a little bit more, but that's a huge transition. Just the fact that he had to go through that process, I feel like we give a lot of the area scouts or Brett Veach and company when they chat with that player, what was your process of learning a new offense with new lingo, all of those things, that learning that over the last year should help him at the next level. And if he did come to Kansas City, would really serve him well, knowing that, again, it takes a couple of years for rookie wide receivers to really get comfortable in this offense, which is why I said from the beginning, do not expect a first-round wide receiver, regardless of who you want it to be in this draft, whether it's Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, whoever it is, it's not going to be a 1,000-yard receiver as a rookie. They're not going to step right. in and, and fill the void left by anybody at any point, whether it was Juju Smith-Schuster last year or Tyree Kill the year before. It takes the guys a little bit of time. And a player like Jordan Addison had to go from one team to another, learn a new offense. That maturation and that process for him should serve him well if he did end up in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm excited about it, man. I can't wait to get there. I'll be in Kansas City soon. Uh, can't wait to get some barbecue and and hopefully see a lot of the KCSN family milling about downtown. Yeah. You know where we'll be. We'll be at PNL on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Come hang out. And again, open invitation. Anybody wants to come up to Weston to Holiday Distillery. We are throwing a big party. We've got former Chiefs players coming up. We'll have a DJ up there. We'll have music. We'll have drinks. It's going to be a good time from 12 to 4. Check our social channels. You can sign up for that. Uh, does not cost you anything to come up and hang out. We appreciate everybody for spending part of your day with us. The Lab Guys will be live tonight at 8 p.m. Central on our YouTube channel. We'll have plenty more content getting you ready for the NFL Draft later this week. Matt Miller from ESPN Man, we appreciate it. Appreciate all of you. Make sure to follow. Download our app, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. 
plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.